How do you do, fellow kids, and welcome to Reskin, a weekly episodic discussion of the star-studded and scandalous teen drama phenomenon of the late 2000s, Skins. This week's episode is episode three of series two, Sid. All about Sid. All about Sid. And this week's signature drink is another one of our Tomova mixologist cocktails from... Aldi. This is a spiced plum spritz. Keeping it cheap and Sounds cheerful. Sounds delightful. Um, here we go. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. S for Sid. S for spiced plum spritz. Well, that's why we bought it, isn't it? Oh wow, that tastes like medicine. Yeah. Not in a good way. <laughs> Christmassy medicine. Mm. So our episode Sid was written by Brian Elsley and directed by Simon Massey, who is uh, a bit of a sort of old hand on all of the continuing dramas in the UK, from like Peak Practice to Casualty to Coronation Street. Um, and this is, I think, Simon Massey's first episode of Skins, but he goes on to direct eight episodes in total. Uh, and I do think this is a really good, the kind of episode that you'd want an old hand to work mm. on. Um, but I guess we'll get to that in good time. Mm. No, this was um, this was a bit of a, a game-changing episode of Skins, I think. Do you think so? I think so, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. So the episode starts with... Oh, my first note was, um, just in the credits for this season, I think it's Maxie who's wearing a pair of pink and white sort of leopard print boxer shorts in the title. It's quite a look. It's quite a look. I had those boxer shorts and I wish I still had them. They're quite fabulous. Well, I'm glad you don't <laughs> still have them because that was, what, yeah, <laughs> more than 10, ten years ago? ago. That and gross but um yeah so the episode starts with Sid in a chat room trying to talk to Cassie and his dad is downstairs shouting at what we later realise is the Hoover yeah I, I'm obsessed with like whenever you see in a, a TV programme or a film like uh, a kind of RSATS version of something like you'll have a fake Google called like Bing. like <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like or like a face uh, a fake Facebook called like fake book fa- or well, no, they usually call them like a you know a, a, a reasonably realistic name for one of these platforms but this one is called Chat Splat and I was trying to think what the hell is this supposed to to be like this chat room thing because it's kind of a bit like Habbo Hotel mm. and kind of a bit like because you they have their own little cartoon avatars yeah but I don't think anything like this actually existed at the time so. oh I think lots of things like this existed oh, at the so time that's them, yeah. kind of the problem um so yeah Sid is trying to talk to Cassie on this chat room Sid is yelling for Cassie to hit the video button which kind of seemed ahead of its time I would say in terms of I remember doing like um webcam that sounds really seedy doing webcam stuff Cam on MSN uh, on MSN but um I can remember webcam being a thing on platforms like MSN Messenger but having a webcam on a, a website seems kind of ahead of its time so Cassie hits the big red button and seemingly gets her cam to work but she doesn't know she's she's on and we realise there's a boy in the background of the shot and this boy looks like Lachlan one of the Scottish boys who she was cavorting with yes. uh, literally kind of Highland dancing and like joking about playing bagpipes with um, but who inspired Sid's jealous seething in the in the previous episode in the previous episode yes yeah. so Peter Capaldi playing Sid's dad Mark 
bursts in and he sees Cassie on cam sleeping with the other boy or, or kind of in getting into bed with the uh, yeah. with this other boy but then we cut this was a really weird cut to something that wasn't like it feels so far away Cassie feels so far away in these first few mm. episodes that to uh, cut to her feels weird mm. but we cut to Cassie who is with uh, Rory and Lachlan in bed who were the boys from the first episode and it turns out that Rory and Lachlan are gay. There we what go. What a twist. Bit of representation. <laughs> um, Scottish gays. So, yeah, we're kind of back. When we get back to Sid and his dad, um, Sid is saying shit happens. and But he's obviously really upset by this. And his dad, I would say their relationship has really moved on since the first series. We know that they're now just living together because his mum's moved out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sid's mum has moved out. And I really like Peter Capaldi and Mike Bailey together. I do think um, whatever we go on to say about this episode, Mike Bailey is an absolute sort of just brilliant in this. I was about to say a tour de force, but that doesn't feel like the right... Yeah, the thing is his performance is is understated and for as like big and broad as skins get sometimes Mike Bailey manages to get things like tonally right but real at the same time um which is a kind of trickier trickier feat in this context I think than than in other teen dramas and yeah the last you know in the Sid's first series episode um, it kind of concluded with him grounding his dad, mm. remember? And they were in quite a, a they were in quite a weird place, I think, when mm. we last saw Sid and his dad together. But as you say, it seems like things have kind of moved on, and their relationships definitely improved for the better. Yes, they feel more like equals this series. Yeah. Um, another continuation of that theme of parents. Yeah. And so it's established that Mark's dad is coming around to visit and that's why they're kind of panicking and trying to get the house all up to ship shape. While this is going on, Anwar pops around. He wants to use Sid's bedroom to sleep with Sketch. And up the stairs they go. And up the stairs they go. Um, I do love Anwar's blue jacket in this moment. It is a bit of a like, what kind of Michael Jackson 80s moment is this? But I do love it. It's a statement piece and it's... we do... <laughs> respect that. Anwar has been quite kind of broad with the statement pieces this series, like for someone that I wouldn't necessarily have even noticed last season. I'm very into Anwar's wardrobe Yeah, this this series. So then it turns out that Sid's mum is going to come round and pretend that she's still going out with his dad because his dad is visiting because his family is visiting. And it turns out that Sid's mum is with someone else, a very subtly played man called Manfred, who's played by Kevin Eldon. Yeah, in a weird sort of slightly more than a cameo role, but yeah, yeah it's it's kind of strange. He's very much, it's a very Skins role. Yeah, and it's kind of similar to Shane Ritchie's part, I guess, in the, in the sketch episode. Yes, yes. I did kind of question why Sid's mum has agreed to do this. I wonder how much of it is this is a convenient way to sort of check in with Sid. Mm. We find out later in the episode that Sid is a bit annoyed by how how little she seems to be kind of paying attention mm. to him or to be checking in with him. And I think this, like, by playing along with this 
this whole charade, she's she's kind of assuaging her guilt in a bit of a way. Yeah, I think you might be right. We get this really nice moment with the two of them when his mum comes to the house and Sid hugs her just kind of for slightly too long, like he doesn't quite want to let go. And we find out that Sid's mum and dad have spent the night together at least once since splitting up. We also find out that Sid's dad's dad loves Sid's mum. Yeah, which, well, Sid's dad, Mark, says that the dad loves the mum, but mm. it, when we do see them connect later on, it's, um, yeah, love maybe isn't quite the word that I, I would use for... Mm. for their relationship. Again, Josie Lawrence is Sid's mum who's called Lizzie, I think. Liz. Liz. Um, You're worse than Sid's granddad. She's called Liz, Liz Lizzie <laughs> the same bloody name. In fact, I think, I'm sure somebody calls her Lizzie. He, the granddad calls her Lisa. Right, but I'm sure that somebody, anyway. Well, anyway. Anyway, uh, She's a, a, a kind of charming presence again, I mm. think. And although she's on the surface maybe one of the nicer Skin's parents, this idea that she, that she's kind of, you know, she's a bit too hands-off for Sid's liking mm. is a bit telling. Well, I think he feels like she's kind of abandoned them. Yeah. And I would kind of say, it doesn't sound very feminist to say it, but I think she has. Like, you know, whatever Sid is, mm. he is her son, her child. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, I mean, we saw how much in the first series episode, Sid's mum was in his corner, kind mm. of almost against the dad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's there's obviously been a real shake up in the in the dynamics of that family, like beyond Sid's mum moving out of the house. I did uh, take a note, particularly in this scene, but it's through the whole of the episode that Sid's bum is just kind of peeking out of the top of his jeans at all times. As was the fashion of the time. Like, it's like he should be wearing his pants, but with his jeans slightly lower than them, but he's not wearing pants. I just thought it was a nice kind of touch. We get this moment of Sid's mum, you know, she kind of gets into gear and she's tidying up the house for them um, because they know the granddad is going to turn up any minute now. So she's doing the hoovering and she ends up hoovering in Sid's room where Anwar is sleeping with Sketch. And walks right in on them. She walks right in. It's quite—it's a lovely scene. Absolutely loved Sketch popping out from under the covers saying, so nice to meet you. It's, it's very Richard Curtis, this bit, and I think it, it works. Uh, yes. Well, well, like sex comedy Richard Curtis. Mm. One of my big discoveries, I think, about re-watching it is I'd really underrated Amy Fionn Edwards' performance as Sketch. Because mm. she is really funny. She's she is really, really funny. Good. So yeah, this whole scene is kind of evidence of that. And I think this series we've got a lot more. I think this series we've got a lot more of that kind of subtle humour. Yeah. It's like they know that these these actors are warmed up to playing the characters now so we can have the kind of more relationship-based, performance-based, character-based humour that's not the big broad-skins jokes, although we do still have big broad-skins jokes, and I do like that. But it's, yeah, variety is the spice of life. This scene ends on a very skins joke of Sid's mum saying, make sure you come again soon, Anwar. And Sketch says something like, oh, chance would be a fine thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I did say my outfit of the week is Sid's mum's. 
outfit. Oh, this thing with the sort of shirt over the dress with the stripy sleeves. And, and some the... amazing boots. It was just a, a top toot for me, but maybe I'm, I very much am a lady in a long summer dress. <laughs> Art teachers anonymous. Yes. So Sid's granddad turns up and he's brought the rest of his family, basically. Sid's uncle and his two cousins are called Sandy, Lex and Ali. Yeah, so they're a clan of, of Alexanders. So they're all called Alexander. It did make me wonder um, why Sid's dad is not called Alexander. Who knows? Strange naming conventions. I did also wonder why this kind of comes back as well like there's some weird stuff around Scottish identity in yes, this episode there really is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, why uh, Sandy? Is that the, the dad's brother i think so yeah he like it like says i can mm. like as a and it's a joke it's like a recurring joke but it's like that's it, it's not like no disrespect to the actor but it just doesn't sound natural at all and it's like is this a kind of it's like an east coast kind of dundonian thing mm. and it just doesn't it, it, I've I cringe about it. Yes, yes, it is yeah. There is maybe we'll come back to that, but there is a very weird relationship with yeah. Scottish uh, identity in this episode. Right. No, let's talk about it right now. Okay. When Sid calls calls the granddad a miserable Scottish cunt. Well, he is a miserable Scottish cunt. Yeah, but like so. specifically. Oh no, it's not. It's, it's not Sid. It's um Mark. It's Peter Capaldi. Mm. Says you miserable Scottish cunt, and it's like. Peter Capaldi has made a good living out of playing miserable Scottish cunts oh, as well. So. <laughs> anyway, we get this scene of them around the dinner table mm-hmm. where they're all kind of waiting for Sid's granddad to start eating before they start eating. And there's lots of belittling of Mark, of Sid's dad. And it just feels really sad. Yeah. It's another awkward family dinner, which is kind of becoming stock in trade for skins a, a skin bit. staple, um, yeah. But yeah, and I felt like this scene went on for quite a long time. A long, long time. What we get in this scene is that um, Sid's uncle is a former paratrooper um, and he'll be taking over the family business because Sid's granddad has some form of illness, although it's not clear what. Mm. Um, And their business is 17 dry cleaning shops. Including one in Bathgate. It's a multi-millionaire enterprise, apparently. So quite well off doing well it. from it. So we also get this little scene of Sid outside with his cousins, um, and he's saying, "Like, do you want to go on the swings? Do you want to play on the side slide? Do you want to have a spliff?" Um, what I liked about this is Sid is really trying. Football. <laughs> they want to play football. And then they start kind of bullying him. We don't see it, but like I think Sid retaliates to some extent off screen. And I don't think he does. I, th- I think the implication is that they bullied him and kicked him in. And then he had to take the kind of rap for it because... He's Mark's son. Uh, okay. He's he's the kind of yeah. I did notice at this point that with the exception of Anwar, I feel like this is probably the longest we've gone without seeing any of the rest of the group. Mm. Um, we're getting a lot of Sid's mum and dad and a lot of kind of adult relationship stuff, which feels quite uncharacteristic of Skins, but I it doesn't feel out of place. Yeah, there's a lot of of parent drama in the first two thirds of this episode mm. is, and it's 
to be honest, I was kind of tuning out a little bit. I, re I wasn't really paying attention. Mm. I did feel a bit like, right, okay, let's let's see what's happening with everybody else. So let's kind of move this along a bit. It's a strange episode, I think. It's a very weird episode of Skins. So Sid's mum and dad hop into bed together and they're quite kind of passionate with each other. Mark says that his dad's always been ill mm. and implies that uh, he doesn't know what with. And it, it, there's sort of implication that the granddad is sort of pretending to be ill, that he does all these things to keep his family um, on their toes. On a short and, leash, yeah, I guess. Right. Um, and that Mark, being the one who's moved away and made his own life and doesn't need him anymore, has hurt him or upset mm. him because of this. And we find out as well that Mark is a systems analyst. We do, we do. And is asked to explain exactly what that entails. Which and... is a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> we also got this moment uh, just before Sid's mum and dad hop into bed together where it's. I think we can kind of see from the relationship that Mark has with his dad where some of that relationship between Mark and Sid came last series. Mm. But... Mark has changed and he says that he doesn't think Sid is useless and crap anymore, mm. which just feels really nice. Aww. Then we get this scene of Sid trying to contact Cassie again on Chatsblat. Sid confronts Cassie, um, but he won't let her speak. Mm. And it feels so sad. Like there's been this big mix up and Sid is saying no one ever loves anyone. Yeah, this is one of those ones where it's a sort of, classic comedy of errors mis kind of miscommunication thing um but it does seem a bit out of character for Sid to be just so not wanting to hear what Cassie has to say for herself but I think this is the different Sid this is yeah. a new Sid that we've got this series he has cut Tony off he, he isn't going to be kind of the simp <laughs> I don't really know what the word simp means but um a cuck a cuck. Um, a Cassie's cuck. I mean, that that scene of Sid speaking over Cassie and not letting her speak feels quite soapy, but it does feel earned. I guess so. You guess? You don't agree? I don't I mean, again, it feels like, it, like it's necessary for it to, for the, 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 you know, this particular plot line to progress that it happens in that way but I do still feel like because he cares about Cassie he would let her say her piece mm. and just as Sid is signing off from talking with Cassie a car smashes into the front yard and it's Manfred as you do who is kind of covered in blood by this point and storms into the house and has a fight with Sid's uncle. Manfred, it turns out, is kind of weird and possessive of Sid's mum. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a healthy relationship. No, it feels pretty creepy. Manfred collapses and Sid's mum takes him to the hospital and says, I'll call you in a couple of days. And then we get this moment of Sid's dad telling his dad, his so Sid's granddad, to fuck off. And then he's a miserable Scottish cunt. And that he's a mis miserable Scottish cunt. I did really like this bit. Well, this is a nice sort of callback to Sid doing the same with his dad, isn't it? It's yeah. Like it's, it's functionally the same kind of thing. Yeah. It feels like this moment of him telling the dad to fuck off and making him get out of the house now, like in the middle of the night, mm -hmm. feels like we've had a whole episode of Skins. Yeah. And the credits 
should be rolling, but they don't. Mm. Um, so Sid has this kind of one-to-one, this heart-to-heart with his dad about how he's dumped Cassie. Um, and then he heads up to bed and leaves his dad sitting in his chair. And his dad is smoking a fag and drinking a whiskey and kind of humming away to himself. Yeah, and you really get the sense that things have sort of come full circle for Sid and his dad here. Mm. In terms of their relationship, but also in terms of uh, Mark having got his shit together to some extent and his, you know, things seem to be progressing in terms of his relationship with Lizzie and it, if it's not a case of moving on, then it looks like they, they might have some hope of a future together. Mm-hmm. So the next day, Sid wakes up and he's very focused on Cassie. So he's calling her and she's blocked him. He's kind of making breakfast and kind of talking about how he's going to get Cassie back, basically. And his dad is in the back of the shop, still in his chair and... Not moving. Not moving. This is horrible, this scene. I think it's really well directed. Really, really well directed and really well done, I would say. Um, it does, I think, call back a lot, I think, intentionally to the the episode of Buffy, The Body, where Buffy's mum dies. Mm-hmm. So in that, her kind of first lines are mom, mom, mommy. And in this, Sid is saying, he just keeps saying dad mm-hmm. and Mark isn't moving. We see that the, the cigarette has smoked all the way down. And he's still got his glass of whiskey. And he's still got his glass of whiskey. So he must have died as soon as Sid left him. Yeah, and peacefully as well, because he's not moved. Oh my God, I think that would have been too much, bloody hell. But Sid leaves the house at this point and goes outside. And it feels like, again, it feels quite similar to that episode of Buffy, where everything is bright and you get this real sense of like the birds are singing, this real sense of life just going on Mm -hmm. yeah again this is a really well directed bit and you just it it feels like the camera is kind of pulling back from you know getting up in everybody's business uh, with all the dramas that were going on before and now you get these sort of wider shots of you know the the area where Sid lives Mm. and you get it's like you can kind of see the wider world all of a sudden. Mm. Although speaking of everybody's business, we then get this little scene of kind of reconnecting with Jal and Chris and Tony, uh, who are teaching, Jal and Chris are teaching Tony to smoke Mm. again. And Chris is talking about how Angie's coming back today. uh, And he thinks he can kind of rekindle their relationship that they had last series. This feels like, you know, it, it feels intentional that we've got this thing from last series. We're dropping in on these characters mm-hmm. in the way that we know them. Yeah. While Sid is kind of going through this huge kind of life-changing moment and none of them know about it. Yeah, and it's it's kind of playing with that idea of perspective and, you know, teenage drama seeming like the most minor things are the biggest thing in the world. Mm. On that note, uh, Jal is wearing um, my accessory of the week, which is a a very statement orange hair clip. Um, Given the prominence of hair clips in the plot in the previous episode, maybe my my hair clip dar was just pinging, but um, it, it goes very well with her with her highlights, I noticed. So mm, I didn't even notice that. That's my accessory wow. of the episode, Jal's orange hair clip. So Sid is in college now. He comes to college and he walks right past them. And Tony thinks that he's not speaking to him today. When they head into psychology, Doug has had a conversation with 
the imam about the musical that we saw last episode. Oh, this was just... Oh, I think it was fine. It was a joke. Yeah, it was the bit about, oh, we don't know who called the fatwa on the school. And it's like... Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it turns out that Angie won't be returning. And that Doug will be teaching psychology from now on. And he's teaching a lesson about loss. Which is a thing that really annoys me. What, in dramas when... When they have an appropriate lesson to the thing. <laughs> this happens all the time in Skins, though. Yeah. Like, all the time. So. I think Skins can get away with it more than most, but yeah, it always it annoys me when they do it. After the lesson, Sid is sitting on his own in the classroom. It's like he's he's just on autopilot and he hasn't even mm-hmm. noticed anyone else has left. And when... Tony tries to talk to him he doesn't reply and Tony kind of I think thinking about you know what happened between Sid and Tony he asks what happened Mm -hmm. and Sid says I can't say Mm -hmm. so they end up going for a drink and it feels like in this sense that again Sid is just going through the motions and Tony wants to go for a drink so Sid just follows him like he would have done last series. Mm. But at the same time, I think this does speak to the character development of Tony, because I think on some level he recognises like something has happened with Sid, so he's trying whatever he can. I think so, but I think he thinks it's about him, because he's Tony. They go to this kind of weird club to see a really weird ska band that Abigail is in, apparently. They're called the hats. The hats. The hats. Wow. Feet Abigail. Wow. Although it did, it did feel legit. It felt like a real thing that you would do as a teenager. But I just thought Abigail being in a ska band was mad. She's still trying to pretend or trying to tell Tony that she's his girlfriend. And Sid confronts her and tells her to fuck off, basically. Tony trusts Sid when he says he loves Michelle, which just feels really nice. It does. And then we get an appearance from Crystal Castles. The headliners <laughs> of this bizarre gig featuring a skiffle band with Abigail and <laughs> as you do, headlined by Crystal Castles. Were they... I feel like they had a brief moment. They did have a moment. They, you know, they were... I, I think Skins really gave them a fair bit of exposure as well mm. through this episode. Um, and because, you know, this is a quite a significant featured song... Um, played in its entirety at quite a intense mm. the soundtrack to a really intense scene. So basically Sid is watching the gig and it feels like he's just realising the full extent of his grief and what has actually happened is finally dawning on him. Whilst this gig is going on, whilst obviously there are lots of people dancing and kind of jostling around him and Tony is behind him, Sid turns and sort of embraces Tony and sort of cries on his shoulder and it's a really sweet moment again really nicely directed um, and you really get the sense of how how heavy and how hard the, the grief is hitting Sid at this moment mm. um, and that Tony is is able to sort of catch him as he's uh, as he's breaking down so they end up going back to Sid's house and Sid says he can't go in so Tony helps Tony goes first basically and it's just so good it's so sad and so well done and I just really feel for these two boys in this moment Mm. it feels so real it's got almost a feel of um sort of stand by me about it like sort of these boys confronting mortality for the first time Mm. and particularly having gone through what Tony went through last series 
It feels really interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah. Speaking of that, it feels like Tony's rush with death, mm. as it were, makes him in a way better placed as, the, you know, as the person that closes Mark's eyes, as the person that is kind of there for Sid in that moment. Mm. That he, he he has a. This is probably the first time Tony said has seen a dead body. You mm. know, but mm. there is a there's a, a sort of fearlessness with him which. The closing the eyes is so good. Yeah. And the like, the, the, the kind of, there's only a few lines in this scene, but one of them is Tony just saying, fucking hell, um, which feels very skins, but just delivered in such a lovely, mm. natural way. And Sid asking, is this really happening? Mm. They're both really good in this scene, <laughs> as is Peter Capaldi being motionless or a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> he plays a very good dead body. Tony says, do you think your dad would mind? And he lights up a fag, basically. Yeah. Oh, well, it's one of his fags. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> so they share this fag and it's so sweet. It's just so lovely. Um, and then Sid phones his mum. We don't see that conversation. We just hear Sid saying mum while he's on the phone. And I just love Sid. Like, I think Mike Bailey is so, so good in this episode. Mm -hmm. And Sid as a character, I keep saying this because I think, you know, Sid is Skins in series one and two. And yeah, I just think he's such a good actor. Um, The episode ends with Sid on the train. And I think the implication is he's going to see Cassie. He's going up to Elgin. He's going up to Elgin. But we get the the shot of Cassie who's on the way back, and they're going in opposite directions. Another missed connection. I'm not sure about that as a sort of... um, It feels right for television and it feels right for Skins to kind of say, yeah, but keep tuning into the rest of this series Mm. because there's going to be more Sid and Cassie stuff. But for such a sort of heavy and deep and good episode, it feels a bit strange to be thrown back at the end into kind of Skin's world. Yeah, I wish that it, the episode had just ended with that shot of of Sid on the train kind of looking out of the window and that bit of a sense of hope and knowing that, you know, the implication that he was going to meet Cassie. Mm. Um, that should have been enough, I think. Did you like this episode? I it from it sounds like you liked this episode more than I did. Wow, did you not like it? I didn't I didn't not like it, but as we said before, it's a weird episode. I think that there are a couple of really strong set pieces. Um the moments when Sid finds Mark's body and all the Sid and Tony stuff from the Crystal Castles gig onwards. Um I think that's all really good. It's just all the all, all the Jenkins family drama at the beginning. Uh, like I know it's necessary for the impact of this shocking swerve of of Mark dying, but it does just feel quite by the numbers. The first uh, I wouldn't have the said first that. part of the episode, or not by the numbers, but it feels the the episode feels sort of bogged down by that stuff. I know that part of the point of it is that, you know, how much does all this really matter when it comes to life and death? Hmm. But I did, re-watching it, find that bit a bit of a slog. Oh, I didn't. I liked it. It felt like, particularly once you get that turn um, of Mark dying into the kind of very serious come-down bit, if Skins is a teen drama kind of turned up to 11... Then the the stuff at the top of the episode is skins turned up to eleven. Yeah, it's so skins. Still not as skins as the Russia episode, but it's so sort of 
big and broad and weird and relationships and but there is really nice moments in there but I, I do wonder whether I mean there's obviously parallels between Sid and Cassie and Sid's mum and dad you know kind of yeah. splitting up and and that's in a lot of ways where Sid and his dad kind of find common ground but I do wonder whether there's a little bit too much of that thrown in but uh, yeah it's just a brilliant episode it's Verging, verging on my favorite episode so far. Really? Yes. Oh, like of of skins. Of skins. Okay. Of our skins rewatch. Anyway. Of our skins rewatch. I no. I I don't think it's. I don't think it's close to Effie and Chris from series one. But yeah, I think uh, like like we said earlier, I think those those particular scenes were really well directed and. Yeah, there are some really good performances in the episode. I just find the first couple of acts of it a little bit hard going. Mm, fair enough. Um, and also, well, this is the thing. I feel like this episode is running a bit short because there is so little of the other characters. We, there's no Maxi. There's no like. So we don't really have much to say about anything else that's happened. And there doesn't seem to be any fallout from the sketch episode other than, oh yeah, here's <laughs> sketch shagging Anwar. I mean, I think that's fair, but I also think like this is such an anomaly. This episode, yeah. it's not. A, it's not about all the other kind of people in the group and the gang yeah. it's about Sid and his family and kind of who that he who he is as a character I do think it's very interesting in this kind of theme of parents and stuff that we've got you know this episode about a dad and his son um or Sid and his dad and the series is co-created by a dad and mm. son I do think there's kind of really interesting stuff going on there I mean I always wonder how these kind of people who are in a family ever write anything together or create anything together like because I just couldn't with my family but I'm glad that somebody can because this is great telly well said and on that note (laughs) uh join us next week for an episode all about Michelle. Michelle give us a like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a review on iTunes Please do. We love to hear what you think of the show. As long as you think it's good. Yeah, praise just is music to our ears. Much like Crystal Castles. Yes, and on that note, bye! Bye. Sorry, the user has blocked your call. Idiot. Hot?